Let's visit the 90s all over again. Put on those hammer pants. This is Dope Nostalgia. Hey everybody, I'm Rick Campanelli and you're listening to the Dope Nostalgia Podcast. Isn't that so amazing? Rick the Temp doing a uh, ID for uh, Dope Nostalgia. Just love it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us. And this is episode 184. With friends this week, we're going to be talking about the legendary supergroup Boys to Men. Corella Cummings, DJ Diamond, she is one of my special guests, as well as, you know, Dope Nostalgia's regular friend, Kendra. Kendra Claussen Hunt will also be here on this episode. So before we get into it, the usual. We're going to give you a little bit of background information now on Boys to Men. Wikipedia Moment. Boys to Men is a legendary R&B vocal group that has been captivating audiences worldwide for over three decades. Comprising of Nathan Morris, Wanye Morris, and Sean Stockman, the group has sold over 60 million albums, making them one of the most successful groups in music history. The story of Boys to Men begins in Philadelphia, where Nathan Morris and Mark Nelson started singing together in high school. They later formed a group with Wanye Morris and Sean Stockman, and together they began performing at local talent shows and events. After being discovered by New Edition's Michael Bivens, Boys to Men signed their first record deal and released their debut album, Cooley High Harmony, in 1991. Cooley High Harmony was a critical and commercial success, featuring the chart-topping hit End of the Road. The song stayed at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart for 13 weeks, breaking the record previously held by Elvis Presley. The album went on to sell over 10 million copies worldwide, earning Boys to Men three Grammy Awards and establishing them as one of the most promising groups in R&B. Boys to Men's follow-up album, Two, was released in 1994 and was an even bigger success. The album featured hit singles such as I'll Make Love to You, On Bended Knee, and Water Runs Dry, all of which topped the charts and became classics of the R&B genre. Two went on to sell over 12 million copies in the United States alone, making it one of the best-selling albums of all time. In addition to their music career, Boys to Men has also made their mark on the entertainment industry with appearances in films and television shows. They have appeared in movies such as Lethal Weapon 4 and Soul Men, and have made guest appearances on television shows such as How I Met Your Mother and Scrubs. They also had their own successful Las Vegas residency at the Mirage Hotel and Casino, where they performed to sold-out audiences for several years. Beyond their music and entertainment careers, Boys to Men has also used their platform to give back to their community. In 2000, they established the Boys to Men House, a mentoring program for at-risk youth in their hometown of Philadelphia. The program provides a safe and nurturing environment for young people to receive academic support, mentoring, and guidance to help them reach their full potential. Over the years, Boys to Men has been honored with numerous accolades, including four Grammy Awards and a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They have also been inducted into the Vocal Group Hall of Fame and the R&B Music Hall of Fame. Their enduring legacy has inspired countless artists and continues to captivate audiences of all ages and backgrounds. 
With their incredible talent and timeless hits, Boys to Men remains one of the most beloved and influential groups in music history. Their music continues to inspire and entertain audiences worldwide, and their legacy will undoubtedly continue to influence generations to come. Please welcome my special guests today on the show, Corella Cummings and Kendra Klassen-Hutt. All right. Hey, it's another episode of Dope Nostalgia here with our uh, longtime regular Kendra. Kenny G's in the house. Hello. And we got a new guest today. Our friend Corella is here. Hi, Corella. Hello. Corella is a singer, a performer. She does anthem singing for both the Oilers and the Elks. And she's a DJ as well. So tell everybody about all this cool stuff you do uh you 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 said it (laughs) you said it i just wanted you to elaborate oh i do some anthem singing i do some djing uh this summer has been extremely busy it's been amazing um Mm -hmm. i do some singing i've released some music in like the caribbean um I should have stayed in the Caribbean singing on resorts because that was I was living the life. Oh yeah. Um, but I came back to Edmonton to be a chemist, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and here and I am. Are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here because that way we got to meet you. So yeah. yay! And yeah. learn all about you. Where can we find your music online? Can we find uh, some of your singles and whatnot? Yes, Spotify. I pay for all the all the apps they should be on everything and they better uh, be paying for it yeah yeah i pay for it <laughs> um we all do i think it's on title yeah yeah i think so i think so apple music all of them all of them cool and uh your dj name is dj diamond right yeah yeah so i put it like it's like it's two different people so like this if i had eyelashes on would be corella but like <laughs> this would be DJ Diamond. It has to be like mostly the white glasses, as long as it goes with the outfit. But I try to do an outfit that goes with white. Sweet. Okay. So yeah. this is an audio podcast. She's wearing really cool white glasses when she's oh, DJ it's Diamond. Audio. Okay. <laughs> did you go? Did you did you did, I was gonna say, please tell me we never get ready for the show. <laughs> no, no, but I I didn't get ready really. I was like Okay. It was either this or nudity. Nudity. <laughs> I, so, I have done the show without optional. pants on. I have done the show without pants on. I'm not going to lie. It's happened. You'd never know. Today I'm wearing pants. They don't Just see to make you. you feel better. Okay. Well, Unless you do the YouTube stuff. <laughs> just don't get the up. The YouTube. The YouTube. Yeah, just don't get up. The YouTube. The <laughs> Facebooks. Yeah. But I'm happy to have you here. And Kendra, JD and Kendra, their duo is like getting a lot of gigs lately too. They're playing all around Edmonton. Oh Ooh. man, it's been insane. Even outside of Edmonton, we just did our first music festival a couple weekends ago mm-hmm. uh, out at Pembina River Nights. And uh, yeah, we've been playing like every weekend. It's been fun. It's been crazy. That's the most we played ever. <laughs> we We used to play like two shows a year and now we're like, <laughs> We played three shows in one week, like last week. <laughs> and you can even go and see a movie and see JD and Kendra. Sometimes they're playing at the Cineplex. Yes, this is true. In the VIP lounge. Everybody, that's always like the 
it's always fun when people are asking about that one because they're like where the hell do you play in a movie theater are you in the theater are you in the lobby like is it like busking i'm like no it's in the actual lounge <laughs> i literally pictured busking when people tell me they play at the movie theater that they're just right. standing there while people are getting their popcorn <laughs> how it's... awkward would that be like just staring people down while they're getting their popcorn <laughs> No shit. No. I don't no want to do it's that, not like though. that. They have a nice lounge there. I haven't seen this lounge yet, you know, but uh it's pretty nice. Cool. I was surprised. <laughs> cool. In the States they don't have Cineplex, do they? I think they have like AMC or something as their movie theater. It's, it's probably oh, yeah. cooler than our theater, but who knows? They still got Magic Johnson theaters? I don't know if that still I wouldn't thing. I wouldn't I bet he does own theaters. He owns a lot of like restaurants and stuff okay i know he had theaters i just can't i just don't know if they're still he's a real entrepreneur he's definitely yeah <laughs> wait i'm thinking of shack too shack has restaurants and stuff yeah yeah i swear that's like everybody goes into the either like the booze or restaurant business when they're a celebrity oh yeah you can make yourself a tequila or a wine yeah i would buy a vineyard that's what that's what Pink and Brandy Carlisle both do. It's wine. Really, mm-hmm. I would do a rum definitely. Ooh, strongest rum oh. ever. There's not oh, a lot I, of celebrity rum. I remember that you like rum. I remember remember being at KWC and you feeding me some of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. What it was strong. It was strong. I remember yes. that. What yeah. kind of rum do you like the most, Carla? Um, the rum from Trinidad is called Punchin'. There's another one that's stronger, but I can't handle it. It's from St. Vincent, and it's like 85% proof <laughs> of like turpentine. And but in St. Vincent, <laughs> they drink it like water. <laughs> Normal people cannot. Turpentine and sugar, delicious. Like well, it's dr- Pepsi. The level of drunkenness that we were last night, we might have drank it. <laughs> Don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, it really it hit me hard. Well, we went yeah. to we went to Heritage Days first. I took two 13-year-olds to Heritage Days, which was interesting because in the on the car ride home, um, my niece wanted me to connect her phone. Can we listen to her tunes? I said, okay, sure. She starts playing stuff like Kendrick Lamar. And uh the words in that the songs were like, I was like, holy crap, why are you are you allowed to listen to this? And she's like, I've got worse lyrics. Do you want to hear them? <laughs> as long as it's not Sexy Red, then... <laughs> I have no idea. What... You don't know who Sexy Red is? No, but she's probably played that too. Who knows? It's horrible. It's horrible. Like, I know we used to listen to some vulgar music back in the day, but I, I found it was tasteful. But <laughs> We had tasteful vulgarity in our day. Right. This girl is like telling me, like, I don't know why I need to know what color this girl's booty hole is. It's unnecessary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. There was so much talk about pussy in this song that yeah. we were listening to. And see, I'm like, you know, but then I'm like, okay, 13. At, when we were 13, we knew a lot of stuff too. I didn't. Oh, there, there was, there was so much that went over my head when I was like 12, 13. Like, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is back like th- this is such pointed music where it's just like, you know, spelling it out completely. Whereas back in the day, like there was more innuendo stuff. I think a little bit, yeah. mind you. Like now it's blunt, like 
Dirty. One of my one of my favorite songs to listen to when I was twelve was uh uh too close by next and i'm like the first Innuendo. line of that is like i wonder if she could tell i'm hard right now i didn't fucking get that when i was 12 <laughs> i also like turned out to be a lesbian too? so i wasn't really like thinking of that mindset. that's the first so, line in the song i think that's the first thing he says literally the first thing he I'm says right now yeah yeah, and then I realized I didn't realize I was singing about those guys, those types of guys who try to grind on girls at the club. They're all gross. Like fuck off, dudes. Well, fuck the other line in that song is uh, I feel a poke coming through on you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, uh, that could be your cell catch- phone, your pager. <laughs> if it's your Probably uh, back then it was a pager for sure, for sure. It was a pager, yeah. But I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I think I was 16 when that came out. Yeah. I just still didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Things went over our head, and that's a great thing. But you know what? We like to listen to a lot of wholesome music, like the band we're going to talk to about today. Yeah. Good old wholesome boys to men. Yeah. Yes. My boys. And, and I feel like we all have um, our own way that we discovered them, of course. Um, I heard them for the first time. Do you remember... We'll start with Kendra. The first time you heard Boys to Men and what maybe what song it was. Yeah, like, of course, like back in the day, I I can't really remember like a specific time that like I remember the main ones like End of the Road and I'll Make Love to You. But like when I actually like listened to them and kind of delved in, I was I was about 12 and it was actually from a compilation album that I had. Like one of those ones where I had like different artists on it. I I bought the album because Hanson was on it. No, of course. <laughs> was it like then, that much music mix? It was, it was called Hit Zone 4. Uh, <laughs> Hit Zone boring. 4. Yeah, yeah. So I had like Hanson and Robin and Mace. Mace was on it. Uh, and then, yeah, it, that I actually didn't know like the boys to men song that was on it uh it was four seasons of love but then i ended up listening to it and i was like four seasons of, of loneliness maybe loneliness yeah. Loneliness. Yeah, yeah loneliness not love but four seasons of lone- loneliness and i was like um i i really like this song i ended up listening to that song i think more than even the ones i had got it for and i was like i didn't even know this song but yeah that was when i started kind of delving into their music a little bit more what about you Carella? Um, well, because I knew New Edition and it was uh, Bit Mikey Bivens that brought them in. So Motown Philly was my lead in because he had brought a bunch of groups out and I'm just obsessed with Belle Biv DeVoe, New Edition, Bobby Brown, Ralph Tresvon, I'm like the whole squad. And then they brought out these four guys. Now, I was still kind of young when they came out, but Motown Philly was the lead in and then they made um, End of the Road. But where I was like absolutely obsessed was when they brought out two. Mm-hmm. And me and my friend ran to the store. We went to HMV, got two. And like I read it from end to end. Every producer, every I just I was obsessed with that CD. Don't you miss doing that? Waiting for that album yes. to drop and then just getting to the record store and holding it in your hands and just the liner notes and everything i miss that experience oh me too yeah oh it was it's beautiful the same with streaming 
No, it's not because like I could go whenever I please. Like somebody released a song the other day and I was like, I don't care. I'll get it like when I please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could listen all the time. But like when it was to run to HMV, no, I really thought that R&B was something in my life, but in Canada, nothing. So I ran to me and my friend ran to um HMV or no, no, no. It wasn't HMV. It's that big store on the south side. A&B Sound? A&B Sound. Yes. And we mm-hmm. really thought that, that those were going to be sold out. <laughs> Stacks of them. <laughs> it was uh, a big yeah. release. It was a big release, but not, I mean, this is not, this is not Canadian or Albertan music, let's say. In Toronto, it's probably <laughs> rammed out, but um, in Alberta, <laughs> I'm pretty fucking sure. hillbillies here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the Corblun CD was probably the hottest thing at that time. But like, <laughs> like, yeah, we were Billy wondering like why boys to men. Yeah. And the, but the thing is too, like AM, HM, HM, HMV and West Edmonton Mall will only bring like one or two of those. Mm-hmm. So like if the other black girl went, we couldn't get one, right? So, wow. <laughs> that's really what it was. They they started only bringing like two of them, like, you know. <laughs> it was hard, hey? Hard to find the stuff you wanted. Unless you get it specially ordered yeah. sometimes too, some things. Yeah, but. like things that were popular, I found. Like hey, the you color know of I, love, their next CD, I couldn't get here. The, really? That was their yeah. third album? Is that, I think that was the third one. No, 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 the fourth one, sorry. Okay. There was like, the fourth season of the Loneliness one I got, but the next one I couldn't get. I know, we, okay, because we were speaking about like the whole um, New Edition family. And I think I had trouble finding another Bad Creations tape. Oh, you can't. I wanted that one. I did get it, but I can't remember how I got it. I might have had to get it through like Columbia House or something. Ah, uh, yes. Because I I had it. I just loved those boys. That was a great, uh, great group too. Aisha is my yeah. jam. Love it. I had a I had a link at Sam the Record Man. So um I got that. I got like step by step single. <laughs> I got like yes yeah with like all the all the remake the special word to her yeah okay. step by step yeah yeah does it smell like yeah. Jordan when you open the bot the container <laughs> oh my friend got it for me he worked at Sam the Record Man he got it for me for my birthday and I just oh man I felt like a princess with that one and he got me another bad creation I would have been so got jealous me. yeah <laughs> I probably still have those because I never throw away anything yeah oh that's cool I don't have any of my, well, no, not many of my cassettes. And I've only kept a few CDs. I decided to let things go. But, um, but except it's the, the stuff that was really, really like important, you know? But yeah. I think I was I just running out of room. Cassettes actually, like in here somewhere. <laughs> I was running out of room and stuff, you know? And I figured those cassettes would just turn to dust, just fall apart. Who knows? Well, someone's going to pay me big money for mine, I hope, because I'm paying like, Lots of storage for, <laughs> for <laughs> to hold junk. So it's special junk. It's your junk. <laughs> special junk. Boys to men formed in Philadelphia in school. Mm-hmm. How much do you guys know about their background story? If I'm not mistaken, I... there was a fifth member. Wasn't According there to Wikipedia, there was members? like. According to Wikipedia, there were some other dudes. Um, yeah. by the names of uh, Mark Nelson. Yeah. Yes. He George yeah. Baldy. 
Michael Grimaldi. Okay, because originally the group was called Unique Attraction in 85. That's interesting. And, I didn't know and, that. And the only member who was from Boys to Men now was Nathan. Nathan Morris was in Unique Attraction. And then, yeah, there's all these other dudes. Then they got Wanya to come. Is it How do you pronounce his name? Is it Wanya or Wanye? Wanye. 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 But it's spelled yeah. with an A at the end with an um, ask. What is that mark called? On top a of it? A ticky mark. A ticky mark. Yeah. <laughs> on top of the A. Yeah. Okay. So then he was in the school choir there and they went to the Philadelphia High School for Creative and Performing Arts, which they sing about in Motown Philly. They tell their whole story. We don't even really need to go over it because that song is their story. Mm -hmm. That's smart. Do a song yeah. where you just tell everybody and now they should know. If you're a real fan, you should know. What was I watching? There was a documentary on Netflix about Boys to Men, and they said this was one of the first debut singles that ever came out where they're telling their story like they're already famous or something. Like oh, they're serious? just talking about like how they are already established and this is who we are kind of thing. And that really hadn't been done before. It's an interesting gimmick when you think about it because like, you know, then people are probably like, well, who are these guys? Obviously, they must have been around for a while. How do I not know about them? Right. Like that kind of puts you right in the yeah, in the um, eyes of everybody to be like, oh, OK, cool. This is Boys to Men. Yeah. <laughs> where they came from. I should have just known this. <laughs> but it was the original four that were actually the ones that uh, ended up being Boys to Men. And the name of the group comes from the New Edition song because they were huge fans of New Edition. Mm -hmm. Which you would know. Yeah. Um, so they snuck into a concert put on by their local radio station to try to meet Will Smith backstage and perform for him. But they ended up pa passing or crossing paths with Michael Bivens instead. Well, that's like a fateful moment if I've ever heard one. Yeah, <laughs> thank God for that. Very much so. Oh. That's yeah. crazy. Like it's... back in the day too, like, you know, that's what people did, like waited outside or like, you know, tried to get into a concert so that they could meet people. I'm like, there's such, so like so much security now with like concerts and shit. I don't think you could even get away with that now. There's no sneaking backstage anymore. <laughs> Give them your tape. <laughs> <laughs> I always had my tape. I always had a tape ready. <laughs> I always, always had a tape. This is my demo. I hope <laughs> you like it. I tried to give a CD to, uh, I gave one to Chad Kroger once. I'm like, this is my demo. Because <laughs> he was starting 604 Records with his lawyer or whatever. They just started a record company. And then I was like, here you go. But yeah, he never called. <laughs> no, that reminds me of that uh, part in the movie um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Have you seen that one? Where like, like he gives his uh, his uh, demo to Russell Brand and he's like, did you listen to my demo? And he's like, uh, no, because I just didn't want to. <laughs> I'm like, how, how accurate do you think that is in real life when people do that? They probably never listen to anything people give oh, them. Oh, I can imagine. Because, like, even as a DJ, like, I play at local clubs in Edmonton and pubs. 
and you're mm-hmm. handing me a song for me to play. Unfortunately, I'm not going to play it because I know it's probably trash, but <laughs> I'm yeah. not even... No, my computer doesn't have the internet. It's all kind of... I shouldn't even say this. <laughs> it's all kind <laughs> of excuses. But then they like probably just think that, that you're going to just throw it into your show and it's going to be amazing. Well, is that what they're thinking? Yeah, like I'm going to play it and like everybody's going to be like, whoa, who is that man? Let's sign him. Like somebody like... like uh, Somebody's going to be in there like Diane Warren's going to be like, wow, that's the voice. <laughs> Clyde yeah, Davis, you know, she hangs out in Edmonton all the time. I'm saying, right? Like, why are you like, I get it. Like, you want your song to get out there and probably DJs are it. I mm-hmm. haven't played my own song very much. So like, except for it, like Rosario's the other day. But, <laughs> but like, why would I haven't played my stuff? Why am I playing yours? If it's good, I might listen to it. And if I know you, I might. But yeah. I could imagine being bombarded by people. This is my CD. This is my tape. I'm so good. This is the reality <laughs> of it. Maybe 5% of what they get might be possibly good. Mm-hmm. 95% of it's going to be trash, right? <laughs> so, yeah, why waste their time? I get it. But that's why they went backstage and they sang Can You Stand the Rain for Bivens. That's cool. That's so cool. It worked. That's it, it, <laughs> such a cool like origin story, you know? You know, I always like kind of wonder how people made it into the into the industry. Like that's that's a pretty I think top story for making it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually the color me bad story was similar because they went backstage to a Bon Jovi concert or they met Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi somewhere and they and they just sang for him. And then he, he like, he liked, them? Bad, yeah. he liked them. I wow. was like, Bon Jovi, really? But yeah, you're like, I love him more now. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Wow. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. So it's kind of similar. I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt ended up becoming huge 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 hit makers they have some of the biggest or longest amount of number ones on the the billboard top 100 of all time like 
it's insane how long like i think that um was it end of the road that was 13 weeks at number one and then they replaced themselves at number one with their next single i think they replaced it wasn't it one sweet day might have been that one was also one of the biggest number ones of all time too most it's weeks anything, at number one anything with mariah anyway <laughs> if, so if i'll make love to you then broke that record by spending 14 weeks at number one. Oh yes i'll make love to you yes on bended knee replaced i'll make love to you at number one making them the only only the third act ever to replace themselves at number one on the billboard chart after elvis and the beatles that's crazy when you think about it. They're like, I'll just, you know, keep going and outdo everybody. <laughs> I did love when they've joined forces with Mariah, that song. But I started to get bored of that song after a while because it really was overkilled. It's a it great a, song. All the funerals. It is a great song. It's Very a great good. Song. One Sweet Day. I love Mariah, too. Was, you know, I, uh... saw, I saw Mariah here when she was here opening for Lionel Richie a few years back. First of all, I'm like, she's opening for Lionel? She's Mariah. What the <laughs> hell, right? And then they didn't even give her a video screen. She was just, I was up in the nosebleeds and she was just tiny little ant on stage. And I'm like, this is, un <laughs> this is unreasonable. This is Mariah. She deserves more. I was angry. <laughs> I'm surprised she even that did that. Tour should be fired. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm shocked she even did that tour. I, and I, I like Mariah doesn't seem like the tour person anyways. She mm -hmm. seems like the, you know, call me when it's a million dollars, I'll step out. Uh -huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. But maybe that was, maybe, you know, things were tight. <laughs> all, all I want for Christmas wasn't all I ain't for Christmasing so much. Oh. So. <laughs> so maybe she just needed that a She's going to be just fine with just that song. She could stop doing I was going to say, she's making she's making bank like every year. That's like the key to making it in that industry, I think, is to make one good Christmas song and you're you're good forever. <laughs> yeah, I'll but she was like the last. Year. She was like the last great Christmas song. Like, mm -hmm. who has the next one? No one. <laughs> I don't think there's been any pop Christmas Nobody's song. Nobody's been, been able to dethrone the queen. Stuck around. Not really. That is hard to do. Even Boys yeah. to Men have some good Christmas songs. I like their Christmas album. I think they have two Christmas albums now. Christmas Interpretations came out in 1993. And yeah. I think they put out another one in like 2020 or something like that. Christmas Interpretations, that Silent Night, I could listen to that all day. All day. And I had a girl group at the time. So we learned, I learned all their parts, everybody's parts, including Bassman. Ooh. <laughs> on all their songs. Just so we, cause like even we did a, um, my group did a performance in Calgary and we learned four seasons of loneliness. Mm. Nobody knew the song. <laughs> for that Kendra. was one I knew when I was 12. <laughs> yeah, except for Kendra. I would yeah, have been there. <laughs> we loved them like, man, obsessed. obsessed. But like, I, I think that anybody who is like, a singer that likes doing harmonies probably loved a lot of their music for that reason because their 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 ability to harmonize and like sing all the parts that they do is incredible. You could see like even in like the boy band era how much they were influenced by them. Like so much so I was listening to uh some boys to men music to kind of 
get ready for this podcast and the one song uh end of the road i'm like Backstreet Boys, I swear to God, like ripped off this like melody line. Uh, very similarly in uh, oh, what the hell? I'll um, never break your I'll, heart. I'll never break your heart. Yep, yeah, yeah. Even down to the talking part. Yep. I was like, girl, you know I love you. <laughs> AJ tried so hard to be Wanye. He tried. He tried. It was Kevin. It was Kevin that did the low that voice. did the part. But then AJ in the end tried to do like all the ad libs. Oh yeah, and I'm like, homie, <laughs> it's just not Wanye. Like, I get it. You're you're doing great, <laughs> but we just heard Wanye sing, and, and you ain't, you know. <laughs> Wanye is one of the best R&B singers I've ever heard. Like, oh, he's his amazing. runs are his runs are very very fucking tight. Like, he's good. He's yeah. amazing, and and what's even more amazing is that he has kids. Um, I think it's six kids now, seven. Whoa. Um. But like four boys named Wanye, and they Why? all. Uh, <laughs> what are you? If I sounded like Wanye, everybody's gonna sound. Everybody's gonna be called Corella. Corella uh, one, saying you're one. <laughs> Corella one, two, three, four, five, six, twelve. <laughs> I don't know who's having these people, but <laughs> that's a little funny. But his Ooh. kids are like amazing. Like there's one that looks just like him that sings just like him, but. All of them have those runs. It's girls have those runs. It's like mm. that voice it's just. A, it's channels. in the genes. It's in the genes. He did. He he did well. Like his his kids now have a single out, and they're trying to make their way, and they're doing it separate from him, which I'm really happy about because you know you could just ride on daddy's coattails. But <laughs> uh, it's always honorable when they do that. I think. Yeah, I think so. And not to say that they don't have connections and stuff like that, but like just to see them doing their little thing on Instagram and stuff. And they sound just like him. And, you know, I'm Aww. obsessed. So are they recording their own stuff? Yeah, they just, so they signed with Mary J. Blige. Mm -hmm. um, and they just released their new album and their new single, sorry. And they're touring that right now. They're going on summer tour, um, that Bow Wow tour, if I'm not mistaken. The Bow Wow tour. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Remember Bow Wow had like that summer summer tour remember when him and sierra did the thing the little fake relationship i will never da, 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 i didn't da, know i did yeah they know. have like a little tour and i think they, they're continuing that tour with like you know younger art like tiffany like you know it's like the tiffany mm -hmm. tours <laughs> when <laughs> tiffany <laughs> did malls <laughs> we met tiffany at evo yeah she came really? to play at evo yeah she came to sing to some tracks at evo one night uh, really before the pandemic i think it was like five years ago four years ago oh yeah. it was pretty cool we got we had like a little meet and greet she signed my album it was great oh yeah i wish i had that one song <laughs> mm -hmm. i'd be coming to evo to sign off things too <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they're going on some little summer tour like yeah back in the days when they did mall tours something similar like that mm. But yeah, I I'm I'm 100% a Wanye fan. That's my boy. Have you seen them live? Have you gone Boys to the Men? Boys to Men show? Yes. Yeah, when they came to Edmonton, they did. What was it before it was Rexall Coliseum? It's always just been like the Coliseum. That was like yeah. a bunch of other shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just still called it the Coliseum. <laughs> that in section 110. Still remember yeah. that? I probably it's... still have the ticket. 
I saw them there in 95 on the two tour. Yes. And Montel yeah. Jordan opened for them. I don't even think nice. I cared about him. No. And he, <laughs> so he did about a half hour set and he started the set with this is how we do it. And he ended the set with this is how we do it. And it was like maybe two other songs in the middle. I mean, because <laughs> like, I mean, he only had this is how we do it, something for the honeys. Yeah, that one he did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think at the time he had the other one um, at the time, but I mean, good for him. It was great. <laughs> I liked the guy. He was talented. I just thought it was funny that he just sang. I've never seen anyone do the same song twice in a show. Seriously? You? If, you, if you only have like one big hit, no, no, no. And this is what I've been but, like, I've, I've noticed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you only it, have one big hit, you do that twice. And it was a big hit. Like that song still gets played. That song still is popular. So. Yeah. Yeah. If it's I drop probably that. Probably popular. Any... Probably yeah, popular because he's played it twice. <laughs> the if he'd only played it once, it wouldn't have been the same. You're right. Well, you know, especially if you're an opener, you got to play it twice because, you know, some people might be late. They might not hear it. They don't want to <laughs> disappoint. So everybody was in the lineup for they beer were in the lineup. Merch. So you got to play finish it off with it. You know, you make everybody happy. It's good. Well, the thing is, you're sitting there and you're like, this guy sings. This is how we do it. So like he's mm -hmm. going to go off singing other things and you're going to be sitting there saying, doesn't this guy sing? This is how we do it. Well, why doesn't he <laughs> just sing? This is how we do it. And then he's saying, this is and how again. we do it again. And you're like, oh, <laughs> And you so, probably put your hands up same way and said, this is how we do it. You totally <laughs> did. You did it the same way. You did it twice. Boys and men, all I remember, like, it was a good show, but the only like part that stands out in my memory is that they were throwing roses out into the crowd. The guys were throwing roses out. I think they do still do that? that. I've heard they do that in Vegas. Aww. Color Me Bad did that in Edmonton, like, last week. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh. Did you see the part? But if you want no, to call you, it color you, me bad, I don't know. You you were going to get or beer. Calder on and friends. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> that they were actually even singing the backup dancers? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. They they're not that like, necessary. It's just like, to keep were... him from being alone on stage. <laughs> don't do it. No one one original hard. member. Yeah. That's it. One original member, Mark. The one that everyone said looked like George Michael. That guy. Yeah. Oh, Everybody well, what else. Did he, gone. What did he even sing? I don't remember him singing many leads at all. Because Brian Abrams did most of the leads. Yeah. In me bad. He he was the strongest singer in the group, I think. Oh, definitely. Okay, here's yeah. a question. Okay, so you've, so you've seen them live more than once then, Corella? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kendra, have you seen them live? I've never seen yet? them, though. No. Okay, so when End of the Road came out, it wasn't on an album, right? It was on the soundtrack to Boomerang, the movie. Mm, yeah. Right? Um, and which song do you think is bigger or better? End of the Road or I'll Make Love to You? Because those are the two power ballads that really killed it. Like they slayed in the nineties. Yeah, they're both so big. Which one's better? For me, <laughs> it's end of the road. Yeah. I couldn't sing I'll make love to you out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't have much impact. And then 
after I'll Make Love to You came on Bend and Knee, and that just killed anything for me. So on Bend and Knee killed it. And then they came out with Water Runs Dry. And I was like, my God. They're both amazing. I like those two songs better than the first two. Me too. Me Actually. Too. What Me about too. you, Kendra? If you had to pick. Out of those two, um, I I actually think I would agree with End of the Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any particular I, reason why? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just like, cause I I'm thinking. I'm like, it's a tough question, cause they're both really good. And I'm like, back in the mm-hmm. day, I knew I'll make love to you first, and uh, so I'm like, would that one be the bigger one? Cause that's the one that was more well known to me, or would it be End of the Road? But personally, I think just vocally I like end of the road like the melody line better than I'll make love to you mm. I think it's more yeah. of a, just a preference end of the road is my preference that way too melody wise melody wise 100%. I think too, back in those days movie soundtracks were so like when I think about movies like I think about like all like the movies the soundtrack immediately comes to my mind mm-hmm. and I have so many movie soundtracks but like boomerang was a huge movie so um yeah and then when you think about that there's this there's this one tony braxton and babyface song that's on that album too um that i will play at any old school event my friend just commented she's like you play this anywhere won't you i sure will that (laughs) album to me was lit and so like you know end of the road of course you know for the homies but (laughs) no no that's i'm sorry not that one yeah give you my heart babyface give you my heart that song is huge for me. Mm. That's a that is good. I also I don't liked. Think I've um, ever heard that one. I also liked um, PM Dawn's "I Die Without You." Yes, that was a good song too. I thought. I think there's is there another Tony Braxton because I think that's when she they tried to bring her out because she was supposed to just. Mm. That that song was actually for Anita Baker, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, but. Well, she's when... she's featured on two other songs on there. Love should have brought you home. Yeah, yeah, and a song called "Reversal of a Dog" that's performed by Damian Dame, Highland Place Mobsters, TLC, and Tony Braxton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they brought her out. They brought her out around that time. Hmm. I'm glad. But yeah, she's cool. I just remember the impact of that movie and and like that that soundtrack and if you're on that soundtrack that was that was lit but that that's the thing back in the day like movies and soundtracks like it was a big thing to be a part of like the soundtrack in the 90s because there's so many we just we did a episode on 90s soundtracks actually not too long ago oh Oh, yeah that that one went on and on (laughs) because there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there right yeah, like you're saying, yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why movies ain't hidden right now. Like, I, I mean, if I had a kid, I'd probably run to Barbie. But like, what's like, I'm supposed like the Nicki Minaj song is supposed to like invoke <laughs> me to get there. That, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you heard "Kiss from a Rose," it's like you run into Batman. But <laughs> oh, and yeah. that 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 entire album was so great. Like, it was yeah. better than the movie. Yeah, and if you were lucky enough to be picked to be on one of these albums, like you're, this is why, this is how they can get, like this is how you could elevate your career. That's how Boys to Men, Tony Braxton, and those people got, like elevated immediately because you go to that song. Even 
there was a song with Beyonce and Mark Nelson, who they say is the other member. I thought it was mm -hmm. I thought it was Brian McKnight, but um, there was a guy that they said was in the group and then he ducked out. But I guess it's yep. Mark Nelson. But he actually ended up on a soundtrack and did a song with Beyonce that people were using in their weddings left and right. Really? I can't remember what year that was. But yeah, he did a song with Beyonce. It's absolutely beautiful. It's called After All Is Said and Done. And I never heard from him again. But I know the name Mark Nelson because <laughs> of that soundtrack. So I Mark Nelson goes from obscurity because he leaves boys to men before they hit it. And then he gets to sing with Beyonce? Yeah, on this on the Best Man album. And the Best Man movie to me was like the movie for that year. I think it was 1999. But that soundtrack was in my car right through because it had mm -hmm. hit after hit after hit after hit. Even like waiting to exhale, you're sitting there and you're like, oh man, these artists now come to life because of this movie soundtrack. Hmm. It's just, man, I wish they oh. could do that again. Because you don't even yeah, know who the hell's singing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then you get like some music that you don't even like care about because it's just either background noise, you know? Um <laughs> It's it's not even worth it. But back in the day, like the the soundtracks were just as big as the the movies themselves. That's what I'm seeing, and it's just because I haven't. Well, I don't care to watch a movie. I haven't cared to watch a movie in a long time. Like there's no emotion brought out in me with these movies anymore. It doesn't seem, especially since I know I could just go sit down in my front of my TV and watch it. But what's the motivation to go to a movie theater? Well, they're so expensive now too, right? That's the next part. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to say That's that my thing. pants are still on, but <laughs> <laughs> but the buttons it's open because I gotta let my stomach out. Okay. Don't kill me. <laughs> Important for our listeners. Hey, it's 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 all about comfort on dope nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, and class. <laughs> class. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Dope Nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind-the-scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So, please, join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. Oh, hi, it's Zach Peter, your new favorite pop culture guru, serving you the hottest tea three times a week. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, deep dives into celebrity legal scandals, unfiltered convos with your favorite stars, and of course, the latest from Vanderpump Land, I've got you covered. And new episodes of the podcast are now available in video on Spotify. And they don't just let anybody do video. But this Platinum Blonde has won them over. So if you want the latest news from the ultimate tea-spilling professional, tune in to No Filter with Zach Peter. That's No Filter with Zach Peter on your favorite podcast app now. Hello, I'm holiday icon Johnny Mathis, here to tell the tale of a Christmas classic that's about to get even classic here. Ho, 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 yeah, girl. Twas the Jordan night before Christmas. 
what should our ears hear wandering in but a holiday harmony? It's the three wise boys to men. Boys to men. Three wise boys to men. Now check this out. And jingle jammies Give colorful prop pants Then break it on down With the holiday line dance Season's greetings from Old Navy Now let's end this thing right Happy holidays to all Love me, Jordan Knight Okay, I'm going to bring up something here That's a, like, This is sad So in 1992 When Boys to Men joined MC Hammer's Too Legit to Quit tour As the opening act their tour manager was murdered in Chicago. Ooh. Oh, wow. This was big in the news at the time, but I don't remember this happening. Um, no internet. That's, <laughs> yep. Yeah, you didn't know nothing back then. <laughs> so from that point on, their future performances of It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday were always dedicated to their tour manager, Khalil Roundtree. Oh, yes. Okay, I do know that story. I do know that name. I do know that story. I just yeah. didn't know he was their their uh, manager. I thought he was a friend from high school for some reason, but maybe he he is a friend from high school that turned into a tour manager. Mm, possibly. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's really, really sad that that happened that way. And I wonder if that influenced the video for the song at all. Because I, I remember seeing the video a long time ago, but I don't remember it. They were in the green jackets with the jeans and the ties, the red ties, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. By the stairs. I haven't watched <laughs> that video in a long time. You have a good memory. Well, that's pretty sweet. One, you had the box cut. <laughs> I love I the box cut. I was obsessed with that. I'm tell like when I heard that Brandy was dating him, I was kind of upset because like I was supposed to be, you know, is Monica Brandy and supposed to be Corella. <laughs> it's supposed to be the three of us. Yours. It's supposed to be three of us. <laughs> Brandy beat me to him, and I was pretty upset. Did he date both Brandy and Monica? No, no, it was um, Monifa. Oh, touch it. Yes, I believe it was or either Adina or Monifa. Somebody. It was one of those two. But I think they were like together together and mm. he wasn't supposed to be with Brandy. Ooh, let's look at his personal information. Scandalous. <laughs> yeah, because like she was young. <laughs> it doesn't talk about who he used to date. All it says is that he married Tracy Nash in 2002, that they have six children together. Mm -hmm. um, but he got remarried now and he has one other kid now. Yeah, Amber Ray's he married in 2019 and Floyd Mayweather Jr. Ah, was at the wedding. Yeah, he continues to call this lady the love of his life, but he does not know me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tired of the IG posts, but <laughs> he'll get it together soon. He'll figure he'll it know. out. He'll know. He'll figure it out. Yeah. That's right. You should give him uh, a tape. And then... Uh... I did. So... When they well not I didn't give it to him I gave him a I gave him a note when they were here at like a club in West Hampton Mall maybe Fever, and I was mm. standing behind them, um and um I gave Nate a note while Wanye was just singing like ooze like he was doing like a half an hour of ooze, like warm and, <laughs> and warm up. No 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 he was just he they were just letting him go. He, they're oh, like okay. he'll do this forever. 
<laughs> so I like called Nate over and I was like, I hear you guys have a record label coming. He's like, yeah, it's not set up yet. I was like, okay, well I can sing. And I handed him my name and number. <laughs> and then they signed a Gatorade bottle. I had that here somewhere. I had a cleaning lady yes. come in here and she put it in the fridge for me. <laughs> but I had that bottle probably since 96. Does it still have the Gatorade <laughs> in it? Yes. And I That's take it. It's not my Gatorade. Huh? That's why she didn't throw it out because there's still Gatorade in it. Yeah, because it's disgusting. And like the top is taped <laughs> and it's it's not my Gatorade bottle. So it's mm -hmm. somebody else was sucking on it before uh -huh. and I found it and they just signed it because I had nothing else to sign. <laughs> sign I didn't bring my, my CD. Sign this Gatorade bottle. I had nothing else to sign. Mm. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I, like I brought that. it home and I was like, it's disgusting, but like, what I don't know who Gatorade bottle this? is, but I just I've had it here for like twenty something years. <laughs> Could you imagine opening that thing up right now? Like, it's, it's probably it's still drinkable. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> like McDonald's fries. Yes, it's probably like McDonald's fries. <laughs> I don't even know where that bottle is. That bottle should be here. <laughs> it should be here somewhere. Did I throw my own bottle? No. <laughs> There's no, no way. You can't after all these years. Hold on. Okay, we will. Uh, we will wait for this. We're waiting for the funny. reveal. Oh yes. Do, 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 do. Oh, she's got it. Oh, oh yes. Oh. This is the Gatorade bottle <laughs> sign. All taped up. Yeah. Okay. Where's the autograph on it? Oh, it's like What's a that? silver pen. It's like a silver sharpie. Oh yeah. yeah. And then I taped oh. the top. No wonder he couldn't even sign the label for you, so you could like cut it. Was there a label cut on it? it? Yeah, there's a label. Yeah, because then you could have cut it. <laughs> and framed it but this is I mean, okay this is great i wouldn't know what to do with it either like what kind of psycho does this this is the best autograph story i've ever heard i love it <laughs> i was obsessed and then like i was obsessed too with um baseman loved him let's talk about him because boys to men goes from four members to three because yeah he had to leave the group Michael McCary had to leave the group. Yeah, he apparently every you know everybody. I remember guys were walking around with canes, thinking that it was for fashion, and this man had scoliosis the whole time. Like, oh my! God. So it wasn't <laughs> for fashion. I thought he had like multiple sclerosis. Oh, he, has, he was, was diagnosed with MS, according to Wikipedia. It said MS. Oh, okay. So, but that's that makes sense with the cane though too. Yeah, he had the cane the whole time and everybody's like, I remember guys walking, especially like graduation. Mm -hmm. They put the top hat on and they had a cane. I'm like, bruh, this guy's like in pain. <laughs> his entire you spine is suffering. Yeah, his entire spine is suffering and we're like using it for fashion. Damn. It shows how like clueless people are though yeah i mean oh, he pulled it he's off so right? cool <laughs> yeah he pulled it off it was great but like yeah i I remember though they had made some they had made some comments um i can't remember who had made comments about it um because he did drop out but i remember that they had made comments almost like he refused treatments or he could have done treatments instead of quitting but mm. it's like he didn't want to but i remember that they did have an interview where they kind of said alluded to you know he could have done better for his health instead of just quitting 
There was a time where they said that he would be coming back to perform with them, but it never happened. Yeah. Right? They wanted to. Yeah. So his last album with the group was Full Circle. Yes. And that came yeah. out in 2002. Um, That's the color of love. So, so 20, 20, 2003 is the year he left Boys to Men because the back problems were becoming chronic from MS and personal problems. Mm-hmm. At that time, they Arista terminated their contract and they took a temporary hiatus from the music industry. So it was very temporary, though. It was maybe only a year or so. Yeah, because they came back. I think they started doing covers. They did the Motown cover album mm-hmm. after that. And they, I think oh, they that's did a good one, like... isn't it? Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's I wanted good. to talk about another thing they did. They 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 made an appearance on an LL Cool J song called Hey Lover. With an Oilers jersey. Sean Stockman's wearing an Oilers jersey in the music video. And I nice. love it. Right they, I think it was right after they had been here too in, in 95. He, so he, you know how everybody gets jerseys when they come to Edmonton? Like, like I don't know, the Oilers Entertainment Group just gives all the celebrities all the jerseys. So then they wear them on stage and then they get to keep them. Well, at that time in like, I guess, hip hop culture, mm-hmm. hockey jerseys were, were hot. So that was like the thing. I had no business in hockey. I didn't care, but I have a Toronto Raptors or Toronto Maple Leafs jersey because it was on sale and I needed to be cool <laughs> in high school. Because that was the thing. It was it was hockey jersey. Were you living in Toronto then? No, I was here. And you that was why just why did you get a Toronto jersey? Because it was cheap. We don't know the teeth. Like honestly, like in, <laughs> yeah. in, if you're in hip hop, like if you're in the kind of like urban culture scene, you mm-hmm. weren't messing with hockey. You knew basketball. You knew some football, but you did not care. But who the hell cares about hockey? <laughs> yeah. you know, I live here, so I know Wayne Gretzky, but we're not obsessed with hockey. So mm-hmm. it's just we saw some jerseys on people and. Hmm. Okay. You know, you rolled one That's pound funny. up and you wore your jersey. This, That's this story had, like, is hilarious coming from the anthem singer. <laughs> don't kill me. I know, right? Don't, I know, tell, right? don't tell the Oilers. Well, you know what's funny, though? Like, when I got a job later in life, um, I used to have to go to, like, Vermilion and Vagreville and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I realized, you know, like, they don't have me out there. So I'm like, how can I make this happen for me? So I started, I actually wore the Toronto rap, Tor- Toronto Maple Leafs jersey Somebody got seriously mad at me. So I was like, okay, let me invest in an Oilers jersey. <laughs> when you come with an Oilers jersey in the bush there, you they started asking you questions that I didn't know. So now I had to go like read the newspaper and be like, um, when they asked me now, I'd be like, oh yeah, man, Ryan Smith sort of go. I love Smitty, you know, oh man. And like, <laughs> I had to go do extra research now. <laughs> you have it like written on your hand. Yeah, I like... Um... Yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah, no oh, idea yeah. what his position is. No idea. I'm sorry. Yeah, right? I couldn't tell you a position of anybody on the, our team except uh, McDavid. I think must be center. Yes, yes. he's got to be. I, yes, I couldn't tell you where. Um, oh, what's that sexy man's name? Ooh, Evander Kane. That man. <laughs> as yes. soon as you say that sexy man, it's yes, I don't know what he plays how he plays whatever he plays i just know that man is delicious 
He's a forward. <laughs> Has he fallen in love with you yet? He's a winger. No. See, we met in the hallway. We took a picture. It was brief. I didn't get a chance to tell him, like, you know, we should, you know, You'll get leave, together. You're going to leave Wanye for him? <laughs> Wanye's playing the fool, though, because he just got married, right? So, yeah. And he keeps saying yeah. this love of my life nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Kane's the next one in line. Kane's and he's this right is how here. I talk about Jordan, isn't it? Is this what I sound like? <laughs> it's very similar. <laughs> he just I don't know why know. I'm obsessed with Wanye. I don't know why. I don't know why. But like, have you seen those pictures of Evander Kane? Is he naked? Uh, he's naked. Is he? Oh, and he's holding himself, right? Is he... He's and he's only got skates on. Yeah. 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 What a thirst trap podcast this is. <laughs> I, have no, I have nothing to do with this. With the lesbian just as it observing <laughs> our thirst. But I was the one who brought up the naked pictures, so I don't know what that's exactly your fault. <laughs> no, you know, you want to know how I figured this out was because I was scrolling on Facebook at work and I was like, holy shit like naked photos of kane i'm like i'm on my computer at work move what should <laughs> move you have been doing you should have been forwarding those to your friends you're right uh yeah next time. maybe i should have next time or we could just you know google them ourselves because we have fingers <laughs> i saw them <laughs> i'm pretty sure <laughs> She's I, like, saw I saw it. them and i saved them <laughs> <laughs> they're still in my phone they're my, they're my desktop screensaver <laughs> Oh, back to boys to men. <laughs> so, this is yeah. like this is like the going off topic. Uh, this is what's con- fun that when these conversations go off topic, that's what it's all about. It's good stuff. Um, are they a boy band? See, I never considered them a boy band because I thought of them as a vocal harmony group. Yeah, I don't think they, I think they were what boy bands would like to be. Yes, because I I've always felt that like. Backstreet Boys imagine that that's what who they were, mm-hmm. and uh, especially new kids, you know, because they're from Boston, and and you know they thought they were like like a, a new edition, and, but mm-hmm. new edition harmonizes and mm-hmm. and like I and even in sync, I guess they harmonize and they they actually have very very good vocals, yeah, um in 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 sync. But when I see Backstreet like Backstreet too. Boys, like even to this day. Well, they have good vocals, but they're not like great vocal arrangements, I guess. Oh, they're just kinda... the arrangements can make a big difference. Yeah, because if I had, if, if I had to the... compare, I actually think Backstreet Boys vocally are better than NSYNC in ways. But I can totally see what, what? you're saying. Oh, 100%. I think that vocally they're better. Um, we have to do this podcast a, one day as a whole, <laughs> as a whole, like. Because with it, oh yeah, with NSYNC, there's only two of them that are really standout vocalists. Whereas like for Justice majority, for JC, no Chris and those high notes, man. Like Chris and like the way they blended, eh. like they were very. What about very Howie? Good. Who? <laughs> Howie. 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 He, he did all the falsetto. I actually think Howie's falsetto is better than Chris's. <laughs> Chris had the really? very like. Nasally, I just, like I've seen. I've seen okay. very many performances of Backstreet Boys where it's just kind of like they're not great. They're just kind of offish. Whereas yeah. I haven't heard that with NSYNC. They well, this has to be a whole other qualities. A, okay. 
This no, hold on, Brian, other... though, if you're listening, though, I love you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Your vocals are always on point, babe. That's true. <laughs> he is the shit. I love him. <laughs> what was it we even saying? Okay, Tell so those rest of the guys to get their things together. <laughs> so, yes, I believe I believe that both Backstreet and NSYNC wanted to be like boys to men. They oh, wanted 100%. to be singers like boys to men, but they wanted to be boy band like new kids. Yeah, so they. I think they had no choice but to be boy band, but new kid like new kids. And new kids were very heavily influenced and loved New Edition. They loved them on their own even before Maurice Starr was part of that equation, because Maurice Starr created New Edition as well. If people didn't know that, living under a rock. Okay. I knew that I because knew that. of you. <laughs> Kendra has no choice because I shoved this information down her throat. And what's those other guys? What's those move me, groove me? The kid, the his kid, Maurice Starr Jr. Perfect gentleman. Perfect gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I Ooh. had that. I had that single. I had that yeah. single. Rated PG was the album. Yeah. Oh, I loved Marie Star Jr. I'm trying to get them on the show, but I can't get a hold of them. Damn it. That would be See, so they awesome. They have to be just chilling somewhere. Yes. Perfect gentleman. And they, uh, okay. So, boys to men, later on, they did go on tour twice in the 2000s with, or two, 2010s with New Kids on the Block. They went on the, I think the full package tour and the total package tour. Because one tour was NKOTB, 98 Degrees and Boys to Men. And then the next one was NKOTB, Boys to Men and Paula Abdul. Oh, that's like crazy so lineups there. Those were good tours. Like that's how you do it. You package these groups together and you get, you fill stadiums, right? You fill yeah. arenas. Well, because you're bringing people in for like so many different people, not just the same. Like, like what, like the mixtape tour that you just went on. Same idea. Yeah. If you're a hardcore fan of any of those artists, though, it kind of takes away from seeing them and do. you don't get to hear any deep cuts because there's no time for that, you know, because yeah. you're sharing the stage with three, four other acts. You really only have time to do your heads. Yeah, that's so, true. So that's the downside of, of those kinds of tours. But the, like the up, the plus side is definitely that you're going to fill more seats. And there's something there for everybody. Because a lot of us yeah. like all of those artists. So to see them all together is pretty awesome. Right? That's what I was going to say. Like, at least that way you get like to see all the people that you love under one roof. Like. This is why I'm I'm having such horrible FOMO right now with Pink and Brandy Carlisle being on tour together. <laughs> oh really? To oh god! Isn't yeah. that a good tour? That's a great Ugh. tour. I'm crying. <laughs> I want to go so bad. It breaks her heart. Uh, one day yeah. it'll happen. Maybe I'll be on tour with them. Maybe, yeah. Man, into existence. Yeah. <laughs> what do each of you think? And I, I love going for deep cuts on this. What do each of you think are one of their Boys to Men's best songs? It doesn't have to be a single. Mm. A tough Water Runs Dry was my... Um, um, but Four Seasons of Loneliness was, was one of my big ones. The extended one. Off the radio. Mm -hmm. A song uh, for Mama. Yeah, that I was on Evolution too. Um, they covered "Can You Stand the Rain" on the album Evolution too. 
Evolution. New edition. I must have that one. Evolution is the name of the album that has uh, Four Seasons of Loneliness and a song for Mama, yes. Can You Stand the Rain. I like the song Can't Let Her Go off that album. But it also, there's a remixed version of it, remixed by Timbaland, and I like Timbaland. I like Timbaland. Yeah, Timbaland's so really great. Good. I'm a big fan of that. Um, The one they released in 2000. Okay. Pass You By. Yeah, Pass I see it. Pass You By. And thank you in advance. Thank You in advance, I think, was written by the same people, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, that wrote, and um, it's it's along the same lines of On Bended Knee, but that song was so underrated. I am hurting them. That's actually my favorite album is the one with all four of their names. Okay. Oh, I'm hurting those songs. I love Beautiful so Woman. I love my... Step On Up. I love Good Guy. Oh, I want to play a clip. Oh, my God. Dreams. <laughs> you like this whole oh, album. I love the entire <laughs> album. I can do the all the harmonies on Dream, all the on all, all the songs, all the songs. Okay, which of the songs off of Nathan, Michael, Sean, and Wanya should I play a clip of? Oh God, there's so many. I do is so good. <laughs> I do is like harmonies, and it's just like a, they play a beat, mm. and oh, and it's just like all of their voices. Oh, oh. Okay, I'll um, I'll, I'll pick one. Thank I'll you in one. advance. You want thank you in advance? You in okay. Advance. Okay, we'll play a yeah. clip of that. Excuse me. I know we just met, but may I have this dance? Sitting here with a drink in my hand, the presence I came to know. I must admit I like watching you dance, but it seems like I've seen this before. what do you think is their best song for you uh well i know that yeah um i was listening to yesterday oh uh, yeah their cover their cover of it yeah i really like uh their version of it which album is that one from that's yesterday was on two if i'm not mistaken yeah that's what i thought but yeah that was the last song on two that's track 13 yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, I really liked that. Yeah, I that was one. Sure. I, yeah. Mine would be on bended knee because I like that it like modulates twice. <laughs> Modulation. Yeah, it gets higher and higher. Oh, that that you'll like thank you in advance. You'll okay. like thank you in advance, man. Okay, cool. I but like I know that's a single, but then I would like the other one that I would have picked was definitely the the Timbaland remix that I was talking about. I love that a lot. Is good and the original thank you off too. I love that song too. 
which um oh Even and i thank you yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's yeah. good that's harmonies again that's what i like about it it's like harmonies in a beat like man that's did you do did you know sean and Wanya were in that this... were in the um house party song and music video by new kids during the pandemic i knew this because she yes. showed me it <laughs> yeah Wanya's yes. singing his ass off his runs are yeah. oh yeah, and he's holding his puppy dog and he's sitting by the fire in his yard. He's like, ooh. That's, I, that's great, though. I love all the people in that. Carrie this wasn't like Carrie this Underwood. Yeah. Voice. This man's voice is so like, I don't know why he's not up there with great singers. And maybe it's because he's in the group. Because Nate is an amazing singer, too, to be able to cover bass parts and mm -hmm. the high parts. Mm -hmm. But Wanya is, is just an impeccable singer. Oh, man, that man. He's an impeccable singer. I just want to make sure we cover everything. There, here's a fun fact that maybe people didn't know. In 1995, Boyz II Men appeared as the backing vocalist on History for Michael Jackson's Grammy-nominated ninth album of the same name. So they sing the backup oh, on the yeah. song History. Oh, cool. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Does anybody else have some fun that. facts they want to share? Hmm. Mm, Corella's going to be married to Wanye probably within a year, I think. I suspect it oh, might take two years. two years. I may be a senior. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> next time they're senior. here, you gotta you gotta meet meet each other, and and so he can fall in love. We'll with be you your properly. wing women. So they're they're actually going to be in Calgary on August. Oh, so I missed it. Um, it oh, was August shit. 4th. Oh, they no. were in Calgary. Um, oh, no. Yeah. See, Wanya, I could have made it to your show, but I had to work. She's so. playing hard to get. <laughs> um, they. I don't know why they were just randomly at that, uh, the Grey Eagle Casino. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, but they were there. I think it was. It's either the 8th or the 4th. Can't remember. But I'm pretty sure it passed. Mm. And it was almost sold out. My friend looked about tickets and and sold pretty much sold out so i don't know why i continue to say this i don't know who books things in edmonton but we don't need um some of the bands you're booking much anymore we could uh some bands play here like every other month <laughs> uh like okay like i like this no name is it trooper Oh, I knew you were gonna say oh, it. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Canada's oh, okay. party band. I even opened I for used... Trooper. Anyone can open for Trooper Man. I did. In I used to work at Long and McQuaid, and that we used to get that rider. <laughs> mm. Had to be once a month <laughs> for Trooper. Yeah, hey, J JD, so much... JD was on the same stage as Trooper too. Mm -hmm. My wife. Oh, serious? <laughs> We've I, all like, played with Trooper. Okay Why haven't you yet? Just kidding. Me and Trooper. <laughs> yeah, you should play with Trooper. <laughs> You should. They ain't okay. gonna call me after this. <laughs> they should do the remix. They need a remix the album. Remix. I and haven't I heard one trooper song. <laughs> I don't know one trooper song. I don't know who trooper is. When they told me about trooper, I was like, "Who the hell is trooper?" That's they're fine. like, "Oh, it's Canadian royalty." <laughs> and since this is a show about the '90s, we can talk smack about trooper because they're not from the '90s. Oh, they're not. <laughs> I, like, I apologize, trooper. You're probably like good people and stuff. They're very nice guys. Actually, yeah, I would nice. be too. If I like if I was getting rich off of like Edmonton, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would be you. the nicest person too. 
Well, to wrap things up, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say this quote from Wikipedia. Of course, I want to make sure that we cover everything. Um, So he says, Boys to Men is among the biggest names in acapella and R&B. With what was called crossover appeal, Boys to Men found themselves at the vanguard of the 1990s movement to take R&B back into the mainstream, where it had been back in the 70s. Their use of hip-hop beats in combination with R&B was not unique, but it was Boys to Men's enormous success with mainstream audiences in putting harmony over hip-hop tracks that helped usher in the near-total dominance of the R&B genre on the pop charts in the 2000s and 2010s. On January 5th, 2012, Boys to Men were awarded their star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And if you want to learn more about them, Check out the Netflix series, This Is Pop. They were the very first episode called The Boys to Men Effect and their impact on the boy band scene of the 90s thereafter. Have you guys yeah. seen that documentary? I have. I yeah, it's great. I have no, no, I don't believe they're pop. It's sad to hear them say that they're pop. It's like, well, the beginning of this statement is talking about how they revitalized R&B, right? And yeah, then they end the, it saying the that what they're, that the show was called this is pop but it, they covered a lot of artists over that over that series it's yeah, actually it a really good series it, it's yeah it's good like i don't think it's mainly like focusing on pop i think that like kind of more pop culture popular like I mean, they, guess, that's pop what culture. it is right pop culture is pop pop yeah mm-hmm. yeah like i get it but it just sounds like so like because when you put like a I don't want to call her name, but like, you know, I'm a slave for you girl. And, and with, you know, with that name, you know, with pop, right. It just mm-hmm. kind of takes the whole category right down. I love that. <laughs> that's what you called her. <laughs> well, I don't want to call names, right. Like, you know, in case yeah. Britain needs a backup singer. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody's going to know who you're talking about with the, I'm a slave for you girl. <laughs> I have a bur- her book to be on the show this week. So. Yeah. Did you? Let her hear that. No. Oh, homegirl. <laughs> we ain't but there like, yet. But yeah, when but you yeah. lump in like simple, simple music like that, I guess, and like O Town and like. Yeah. Like, but there's also like the subcategories of each genre. Cause like, you know, you got like when you look at pop music, it's such a general term, but like there's so much within the the genre itself that's kind of on its own like you got like you know kind of more alternative pop like Billie Eilish is not really pop but she is like an alternative pop where like you know you got Green Day they're not really punk but they're kind of like a pop punk you know like so like that that's where I think that's where they they would lie they're definitely not lumped in with like O-Town and all of them they're definitely on their own they they stand out on their own for good reasons you know like the boy bands they what they do is like good in their own element but there's there's something completely different about boys to men and why they stood out and why and it shows in the sheer amount of like accolades that they have yeah i think they they were what a lot of people wanted to be i know you mentioned 98 degrees and i'm like man those guys really wish that they were yeah, <laughs> those guys yeah. really wish, right? Yeah, that, I agree. that they were uh, boys to men, and all of them, all of them, like everybody formed a group. <laughs> I formed many, a group. <laughs> many, many groups have been formed, thinking, "Let's be like boys to men." Boys to men, Destiny's Child, like 
Mm-hmm. These are like the pinnacle of groups and everybody want I swear everybody's been in a in a group. There's so many people that I know that started in in groups and now they're popular solo, just not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of them. Damn it. But don't hey, worry, even- it's coming. We're going to hook you up with Trooper. You're going to do a show together and you're going to take off. It's going to be great. You're going to take off I'm and then gonna you're going to finally be with Juan <laughs> He'll be back in Edmonton instantly. <laughs> I'll be back in Edmonton every week doing a new I trooper just, show. I just wanted to get out of here. And then I went on tour trooper. <laughs> and I came back. You guys keep calling me. Wanya's <laughs> never going to see me if I'm always going to be stuck in Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. like Trust me, me and Wanya, man. It's it's going to work. If not, you know, like I, I get like Sean and them are married and stuff. Like I and I, you know, I appreciate them having wives. I really do. Respect. But we're yeah, all we're I all do. kidding and fun. Yeah. You know, if there's a proposal <laughs> and she's still in the picture, then you know <laughs> I'm not gonna turn say a no. blind eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, girl. <laughs> I'll do that for you too, Jordan. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not a problem. Anyway. <laughs> It's been so fun podcasting with you. Your very first time on Dope Nostalgia. Thank you, Corella. I hope you yeah. had fun too. I did. I did. Yeah. Good. You, we're going to have to play one of your songs. We're going to have to play one of Kendra's songs one day. Get, get me some music. We throw it up on, on the show. It'll be good. Definitely. Sounds good. I have a SoCan license. It's it's all illegal. Ooh, so I get yeah. money from it too? Well, I hope so. <laughs> I, get like, <laughs> I hope so. I get like 0. 0.05 cents. <laughs> you do. More than you make off a Spotify play, I swear. Oh, probably. Like my biggest check for like from those people and this from around the world was like five dollars and seventeen cents. And boy was I excited. That's like (laughs) that's like a million plays. You could get a coffee. It's a lot of plays. Yeah. It's a lot of plays. Mostly in Africa, but it was I could get a coffee. (laughs) I I don't even think I cashed the check. The bank won't just, accept it. It's too small. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> the bank fees is just too much for the This is going to cost us more to deposit it. You just take the check, ma'am. <laughs> just frame it or something. <laughs> Don't bring that here again. This means I'm a professional recording artist. See, I got paid. <laughs> exactly. Excuse me, ma'am. Deposit this. <laughs> I'm an artist. Walk in really fancy, y'all, to the bank. Walk I should put on a fancy. prom dress. hi i'm corella i'm here to deposit my slow can check (laughs) drop your business card too a business card some sprinkles on the some sparkles on the ground and then throw (laughs) throw some confetti at the teller and walk away (laughs) and have a speaker you you gotta throw it up in the air like that (laughs) with my music playing (laughs) please be that person when you go to the bank (laughs) I come. I want to watch. <laughs> I should do it as a prank. We have to do these more often because this this was a great time, great time. <laughs> it was a blast. I hope you guys had as much fun as I did. Always. You can lie. You, you can lie and say you did. Or <laughs> don't kill me. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's always I, fun I to did. sit and talk about Wanye. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Uh, <laughs> Uh-huh. Like that, uh-huh. 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 Come on. What? Uh-huh. Symbolize. What?
Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, dope underscore nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.